What's up, you guys? Welcome back to A Little Bit of Life. I am Alyssa, and my colleague could not be here with me tonight because she had an extenuating circumstance that she needed to tend to. Um, But if you've listened to the last podcast, thank you. I appreciate it so much. Um, We worked really, really hard to get to this point, and for our stuff to be on major platforms is so amazing. I could never have imagined something like this and it's been such a great ride. Um, But if you're new here, I'm Alyssa, and Navia is my colleague. We love to talk about a bunch of different things. We talk about what's happening right now, stories from work, stories that we've experienced going out to places, traffic, Houston, just life, you know, and it's a lot of fun. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. So the first topic we are going to get on to today is animals. Everybody loves animals, right? I mean, for the most part. Some people are allergic to animals and some people can't have animals in their house. I have two cats. One is ginormous. He's a Maine Coon cat. Love him to death. He's a big boy. And then I have my little black cat. Her name is Dusty. Our Maine Coon's name is Chill Willis. He is 13 years old. And Dusty is going to be three very soon. They are the light of my life. I love them to death. And my life would not be the same without them. But sometimes they do things that make me question why I have cats in the first place. Our big cat is really picky. He's very princessy. And I don't care for the behavior very much. Um, We have so many things in our house that he enjoys scratching on. And as a result of that, We've had to get a deterrent and this like special stuff to put on the couch so he doesn't scratch it up. Um, our couch was a blessing and we don't want anything to happen to it. And every single day goes over there and just sinks his claws into the side of our furniture. And it's like, okay, you know what? It's time. So hauled over to Walmart, grabbed some deterrent and started spraying it on the furniture and it's not working. It's futile. He is something else. Also, um, he thoroughly enjoys not using the litter box. So what I've had to do is put these little pee-pee pads made for dogs around my house because he has found himself where he just doesn't like the litter box. And my husband spent really good money on the breeze system. If you guys are not familiar with what the breeze system is, it is a litter box that has, instead of traditional litter, it has these little pellets and it's got at the bottom a drawer and you pull out this pee pee pad whenever, you know, it's full and it's done. And what happens is the pellets actually dehydrate any feces that are in the box and makes them, you know, smaller and less stink a little bit less. Well, I guess something about that box just turned him off the first time. So we set the box up 
And I didn't take away their original litter box the first time we set it up. So I told Gordon and I said, we can't take away their original box because they get really upset if we take it away. And he said, okay, that's fine. So we left out the original box and we put this breeze system up and he was the first one to use it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty incredible. You know, this is gonna be great. He used it once, used it twice, maybe the third time. And that just wasn't it for him. So he decides to waltz himself into my bathroom and use my bath rug as a litter box instead of his box. And it was so much urine that it actually soaked through the rug. And I was like, what is happening right now? Like, why is this cat peeing on my rug? So when a cat pees on something porous, you have to throw it in the wash with vinegar and do the whole thing. And the vinegar smell won't stay in the garment. It'll come out and it'll smell fine. But he's had a habit of this before and he would pee on my shoes. You guys, he's peed in my shoes. He has peed on my husband's clothes. He's done, he's done and marked just about everything. And we tried for so long and it's funny cause it's, it's very cyclical. Like he doesn't do it all the time. It's happens for about two weeks at a time and then he stops and then it doesn't happen again for a while. And then it happens again. And it's like, okay, I thought we were over this. You know, it's kind of like a, a fake, it's, it's like a fake out, you know, it's like, okay, I know what you're up to over there. So, um, I've had to buy all these little PP pads and keep them around my house. And Last night, I got to the point where I was like, you know what? You're not going to use this fancy new litter box that we got you. Fine. I'll just put you out an old litter box. So I picked up a litter pan and threw some litter in it and call it a night because I'm done fighting with the cat. What brought me to that conclusion was the fact that I got up and I was getting ready to cook dinner last night and found myself almost like foot deep in a puddle of urine in front of our kitchen sink (laughs) you guys that cat that cat has peed like I said on my clothes on my husband's clothes on my shoes even and on the bathroom rug or whatever he can find he didn't find anything to pee on this time he just peed straight on the floor and that's never happened and I was like wow you're that desperate to not use that litter box I'm low-key just shook and it really irritated me. So I've just went out and I got a litter pan. I said, you know what? I give up. I'm waving the white flag because I don't know what else to do with you. Um, so apparently they have these little like pheromone things that you can plug in the wall and little collars that you can get them to like calm them down. I don't know if he's having anxiety or what. I do know that my schedule is a little messed up all the time. My husband's is definitely a little messed up all the time. So I just think that he's having feelings and he just doesn't really know, you know, how to express that. I mean, he's a cat. So uh, bottom line, my cat needs a therapist. Um, so we're going to probably try the little pheromone collar thing or plug something into the wall because I'm at a loss, you guys. Uh, the little black cat is everything. She is a live wire. Um, I enjoy her very much. She is a dog. Um, (laughs) We call her a dog because when we adopted her, the person that we adopted her from raised her with a bunch of her dogs. And um, Dusty comes from a house where um, it was a hoarding situation. And the um, foster adopted or uh, the foster rescued her and, you know, kept her obviously until we were ready to adopt her. But, um, 
how we got her and how we ended up with her was we went to an event in Old Town Spring. If you guys are familiar with the area, Old Town Spring is a quite, a quite a different place. It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's these little shopping areas in there and they have food and music and all kinds of cool little things. And they're in like these old timey little houses. And one of the things that was happening the weekend we went was the Great Catsby. And it's a cat cafe. So you make a $5 donation and they have, you know, coffee and cocoa, whatever. And we went in and I was like, you know, I think it would be pretty cool if we could, you know, play with with the cats and, and maybe hang out. We only had chill at the time and we were allowed to have two cats in our apartment. I have a cat already. He lives at my parents' house. His name is Cheeto. I could not bring him to my apartment because he decided that he didn't want to live there. He had lived at my parents' house after I rescued him for over 12 years. So he was already well set in his ways and he threw a fit when I brought him to the apartment. He wouldn't eat or drink or go to the bathroom. So my mom was like, you know what, just bring him back here. You know, he's comfortable here. It's fine. We don't mind having him here. Just bring him back. I said, okay. So then we had chill at the time, only in the apartment. And I thought, you know, I think it would be great if we could get an addition to our little cat family and to our family. And Gordon's like, you know what? That's your responsibility. If you want another cat, you're solely responsible for that. I said, okay, fine, whatever. So I had every intention of going into the cats be knowing that, okay, one of these cats I may end up taking home. And I always have wanted a pure black cat. And what I mean by pure black cat is a cat that only has eyes that you can see I mean the the whole the whole rest of the cat just looks like a silhouette you know what I mean so I went into the Catsby with no expectations I love cats anyway but that was my end goal was to find a complete black cat and we just happened to be sitting on the floor playing with a bunch of other different cats and I look behind me in this little chair and there is Dusty and she wasn't very sociable. I felt like she was very, just very kind of standoffish. Just didn't really want to be around anybody. And I loved her so much. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed just kind of sitting there and petting her and having a moment with her. And I told Gordon, I said, well, I have to have this cat. Like I have to. And he's like, you know, well, like I said, you know, that's your responsibility. You want to get a cat, you know, you take care of it. Blah, blah, blah. I said, yeah, well, I take care of the cats anyway. So kind of my thing so we talked to one of the people um, in the Catsby and they facilitated the adoption and within a month after getting to meet Dusty we got to bring her home and the biggest concern that we had was the fact that our Maine Coon uh, Chihuahuas was going to be very aggressive towards the kitten because we ended up taking Chill away from my parents house because he almost killed my brother's dog um we don't know if it was just the dog because the dog is very hyperactive and we didn't know if it was the dog or if it was just him or we didn't know but chill was having to be kept inside of a bedroom for a good majority of the day he couldn't come out he couldn't be with everybody else a lot of the time because she was out and um she had already chewed through like a wire cage and a whole thing so you know okay well, who's, who's gonna, who's gonna have to be locked up all day? I guess it's gonna be the cat. And it wasn't fair. So 
I talked to my husband and um, he said, no, go ahead. We'll definitely take the cat. You know, uh, my husband really liked the cat. And so we brought him over to the apartment and Chill had already been losing like his hair and he was acting very strange and just not really being himself because, you know, he was locked in a, a room all day. I, I would feel the same way that he did. So we decided to move him over to the apartment and he did so well. I mean, he thrived and we figured, okay, you know, maybe we can get away with bringing in another cat in the house. Dusty is and was when we met her very very docile very very submissive very calm collected and relaxed and she was female so we thought okay we've got all the things going for us at this point <laughs> um so we picked up dusty and we brought her home and i read about how to introduce a new cat into your house um, especially with Chill being the way he was with his history. Um, I did a little bit of reading, and what we did is we brought the kitten in the house. She was a kitten at the time. We brought her in the house and set her just in the crate on the floor. And Chill came over and started to smell the crate and figure her out. And You know, he was, he was not aggressive towards her, but you could tell there was a lot of like, oh, there's an animal in there, like there's another cat in there it was he he had a raised suspicion I could definitely tell but we were able to kind of move through the introduction process a little bit faster and he was perfectly fine with her and it was the most amazing moment I almost cried because I had such high hopes and everything just worked out so well it was amazing um so yeah so we moved, we, when we moved to the new apartment, they did really well and everything and they've, they've been good ever since. But like I said, I cannot for the life of me figure out what is going on with Chill and his pee-pee habits. I don't understand like the motive behind the need to go and just randomly pee on something or just pee on the floor. He's never done that y'all. Like he's, I don't know. I don't know, but anyway, animal stories, be gone and be done. <laughs> um, I hope you guys are doing great. Uh, a lot of you have experienced the flu recently, and I'm here to tell you three things that I know. The first is that the CDC is terrible at predicting the flu shot uh, ranges for influenza. The second is that if you decided you wanted to use hand sanitizer as a substitute for hand washing, you're horribly mistaken. Uh, Alcohol-based hand sanitizers are probably some of the worst things on the entire planet. They are trash. Um, they have their place, but they do not serve as a substitute for hand washing. Um, I'm such a weirdo about it. I go into everywhere. I go into Walmart, Target, anywhere. And as soon as I find the bathroom on the way out, or even when I get home, I'm immediately washing my hands. And I keep little wipes in my car. And the reason why I keep wipes in my car and not hand sanitizer is because whatever I wipe on the wipe is gonna go on the wipe and then in the trash. It's not gonna stay on my hands, um, you know, like a hand sanitizer would, it just dries there. But people have a misconception about alcohol-based hand sanitizers and they think oh it just kills everything no that's wrong 
It does not kill viruses, which influenza is, and it does not take away all the germs on your hands. It's not 100% effective. Anything's really not. But in the respect of what people think hand sanitizers are, it's wrong. (laughs) Um, And nothing will ever substitute for hand washing, you guys. I mean, please take it from me. I have to be really careful anyway because I do have a predisposition to already being ill. I have to take precautions. So when I leave the store, I'm washing my hands. If I get in my car and there's no, you know, I can't wash my hands because I left the store, I'm using a wipe, you know, and I'm wiping off my locks, my keys, anything that I touch while I was in the store, you know, the door handle, don't care. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean it. Um, and knock on wood... <laughs> I don't end up getting the flu, but from what I hear, um, the injection this last year was not very effective. Um, Every year the flu shot has its place. I think that it's great for people who have a disposition or who have had great success with the flu shot. I'm not one of those. Um, I've gotten the flu shot twice in my life and ranted and raved about it to my friends and my family for the longest time and then realized that every year I've gotten the flu shot, I've gotten the flu. And I know that they're not directly related. I know that if you get the shot, you can't get the flu like that. You know, it doesn't happen just, you know, it's not insta-flu type of thing. But every year that I would get the shot, six to eight weeks later, I'd end up with the flu anyway. So it was like, okay, what did I just waste all this, you know, time on? And, And not only that, the shot comes with its own set of symptoms. And a lot of people feel them. Eight out of 10 people will feel shot, uh, will feel symptoms from the shot. And I just, to me, it's just not worth it. I, I'm not going to risk all of whatever for, you know, the symptoms and, you know, the fact that the CDC can't get it together and get a better prediction. To me, it just, it's a waste of my time. Everybody has their own opinions and what they're going to do is best for their health. Of course, that's what matters the most. And I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I am 100% vaccination. My kids will get vaccinated immediately as soon as they can. When they are brought into this world, they will be vaccinated. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally on board with vaccinating and getting the necessary stuff, but the flu shot to me isn't a necessity. And until the CDC can get it together, I will not be getting another one anytime soon. Um, my doctor was telling me for the longest time, you know, you need to get a flu shot because you have a disposition and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, did you, did you, did you realize that the flu shot is not accurate enough for me to want to get it? Like, I mean, it's maybe 25% effective and it's extremely frustrating. So I don't bother. Um, but you all, again, do what you got to do. I definitely feel like it's a benefit for a lot of other people. It does not benefit me. Uh, in in my medical needs and my respect. So, hey, (laughs) you do you to teach his own. You know what I mean? Um, The other thing that is coming up here, I I don't want to say super soon or anything, but here in the summer, uh, we have Anime Matsuri coming up. And if you guys follow me on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, uh, you guys know that Anime Matsuri is a huge hit for me every single year. I go to Anime Matsuri every year and I absolutely have the best time. And this year they have introduced Godzilla rooms into one of their host hotels. 
And I'm so excited for that. Like this is this is con season. Like we're fixing to get into con season. Um, if you are not familiar with what an anime convention is, or you don't care, that's okay. Um, but con season is one of those times of year where we all, uh, all of us nerds, get together in one ginormous convention center. There's about twenty thousand people who go to Anime Matsuri every single year for a three-day convention that entails gaming panels, costumes, really good food. They have all of Almeda Street down there by George R. Brown is loaded with food trucks. I mean, you have stuff from Asian Fusion to Waffle Bus. Waffle Bus is one of my sole favorites. Uh, And then you have Rice Box, which is, you know, of course, fried rice. And you have other things like this last year, they introduced an Asian Fusion place uh, that does uh, fat bao and fat bao is a rice bun and I got to get the vegetarian version and I got kimchi fries you guys I hadn't had kimchi fries till I went to con and Navia was with me she was actually helping me host panels at anime Matsuri last year and I had kimchi fries for the first time and I will never regret it it was the most amazing thing ever so if you are a, a nerd of your own and You know, you don't even have to just like anime. I mean, there's so many cool things to see at cons. There are, not not only is, you know, is it the costumes and stuff. I mean, the craftsmanship that people put into this stuff. People take years of planning for some of their cosplays. For me, (laughs) I find something I want to cosplay. I do the very best that I can to put it together. And I mostly build little pieces for my cosplays and weapons. I don't... I don't generally build the entire cosplay. I have built a few out of their entirety, but not very many because it is, it is time, you know, it does take a lot of time. And unfortunately I work a lot of hours, so it is, you know, not very time efficient, but if you are a Marvel or a DC fan or just somebody who wants to enjoy fandom for a moment, go. I highly recommend it. Even if, again, if you aren't an anime fan, I don't even care. Just go see. It is one of the most amazing things to just go into a convention and step into that atmosphere. When I go for those three days, I feel like I can just let it all out. You know, I feel like I'm in my, I'm in my zone. I'm with my people. We all get into the hotel room and we just binge watch anime and we eat Japanese snacks and we just have a really good time. And I feel like everybody should get to experience that happiness once in their life. So go and check it out. Um, It is in July this year. Um, Last year it was in June. And before that, it would happen usually the week of spring break or the week of Good Friday um, or something like that. And they decided to push it into the summer because they wanted more time to plan. And I don't blame them because every single year Anime Matsuri has come swinging back and clapping back with such great entertainment. Huge names coming to sign like Vic Mignona. Um, He comes almost every year. And then there's so many other things. I apologize if you hear this crazy banging noise out right now. Our refrigerator is an epileptic. I'm not even kidding. Please do not be offended if you are an epileptic, but our fridge has <laughs> random seizures sometimes and it is very loud. So if you hear that, I apologize. But 
yes go check out anime metsuri you guys it is an amazing time the tickets i'm not gonna lie are extremely expensive so if you do plan to go make it a weekend event um there are people that come from out of town you guys i'm talking not only just states away but i'm talking countries people come here to go to anime metsuri every single year from everywhere canada the uk anywhere and it is so much fun getting to talk to people like why did you come here why did you come to anime metsuri well because of this or because of that it's never just one thing it's always just a plethora of things and it's such a great show that the hosts put on every single year so if you have the opportunity and you live in the houston area and you've never been to a con and you just want to do something different go check it out um it's quite a bit of fun so let's talk about very quickly um road construction here in the lovely city of houston so i live i live out here um, in the north part of Houston. And if you live out here, out towards the Tomball area, you are familiar with the lovely road known as Spring Cypress. They are widening that road again for the second time in less than 10 years. You guys, the first time they widened Spring Cypress was a nightmare. And I figured, okay, they are gonna widen the road enough this time so that they don't have to do it again. Well, guess what? Everybody, their grandma, their brother, and their sister-in-law twice removed is moving to Texas. And not only just Texas, but to Houston. We have the highest rate of people moving from state to Houston every single day. It's ridiculous. There are on average, I think they said, 500 people a week move here. That is insane. I was astounded by that number. Uh, fact check that number, but it is about 500 people that move here every single week, and I could not believe it. And it could be more. I mean, I'm not even sure, but the majority of these people come from California. And <laughs> let's talk about that. So, <laughs> recently, because of the high volume of people who do move here from California, uh, they can't drive. I'm sorry. If you're from California and I know you and I've ridden with you and I've known you for a good portion of my life, great. I'm so happy that you get to be a part of my life. But for all the random people that have moved here from California or really any other state, these people cannot drive. I almost question what they're thinking when they're driving. And I say this because... There are so many road accidents that I just even drive by now and one of the plates has California written on it. And it's like, what is going on here? And I'll drive behind people. They're not paying attention, you know, and who are they, where are they from? California. You have people trying to turn into the, turn in the ramp. That is one of my biggest pet peeves. If you're trying to turn into a place, okay, and you've had your blinker on, for like the last 60 freaking minutes and you're trying to turn into the ramp to get in somewhere like a driveway to get into a, a business and you have your turn blinker on forever and then just take your time climbing that not even the steepest hill humanly possible you are stopping all the traffic and my car beeps at me so it'll tell me oh you're getting too close to their bumper you're getting too close to their bumper i am not a bumper humper okay but let me tell you these people move so slow, I'm having to like dodge myself around the edge of their bumper because they can't move and it's horrible. 
you know, people come here. I talked to somebody. They moved here from, I think it was Ohio. Yeah, I talked to somebody from Ohio and they were like, man, these Houston people, they think they have to blow around a corner at 50 miles an hour. I said, well, you know, we just know how to move. You know, it, it is what it is. It, it's not, you know, sit in the road and hang out. No, you got to move. Traffic here is steady and, and we know how to move. But I'm not going to lie. Houston drivers are rude. They're mean. They're rude. I had some kid almost just, he's, he's trying to move over four lanes of traffic. No signal, not paying attention. Just almost hits me, just almost clips me. Um, and then I had somebody I encountered one night driving home from work driving on the wrong side of the road you guys i have never in my whole life experienced that until that day and that was the scariest moment of my entire life because it was only one lane going each way so it's one lane going going the other direction one lane going the other direction you know both sides and i had nowhere to go there was road construction happening on both sides of the road i had nowhere to go i was like dang if they don't see me i'm in a lot of trouble you know, so I started breaking and trying to get into a turn lane that just happened to pop up and they finally moved over and <laughs> I didn't realize I was holding my breath the whole time. Um, but yeah, it's scary out here. So I couldn't believe half of what I was seeing and going back to Spring Cypress, you know, that road is so messed up. <laughs> You guys, if you've ever had to sit on Spring Cypress, which I'm sure a majority of you have, during 5 o'clock traffic, I've seen it backed up from Spring Cypress and 249 all the way back to like the old Luetta, Huffsmith, Corville, back that way. And it is awful. What should take less than 10 minutes takes about 20 to 30 now. It's terrible. So I try to avoid going that way whenever humanly possible. If I'm going to visit my parents or going whatever. Hey, I thought you were going to be here 10 minutes ago. Well, I'm sorry, but I had to find the scenic route because I was not going to get stuck on Spring Cypress. Um, so yeah, I, I don't understand why they didn't widen everything twofold the first time. I mean, if you knew that there were that many people going to move here, um, to me, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where, it's kind of where I sit on the whole traffic thing. I don't understand why people think they can do what they do on the road. I guess cars are just disposable objects now. You know, I don't get it. I've seen it happen like before my eyes, like people just moving over. They don't put a signal on. They just don't care. They move over and they end up clipping the guy behind them and they get out of the car and the guy's like, oh, well, I didn't see you. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I bet you didn't. You just don't care. You know, it's, it's pure, it's pure, just not caring at that point. It's, it's not even, I didn't see you anymore. That was a great excuse. Nice try though. <laughs> Fat chance. Um, okay. Let's move on to the last thing I want to talk about. So this podcast is gonna be a little shorter than my last one was. Um, let's talk about very quickly an article that I read online. So there was a, a couple in Iowa who wanted to, instead of settling things in court, wanted to settle things old school combat style. Like the man wanted to fight the woman for what, I guess, what, whatever they went to court for. They were getting a divorce and the article said that the man had requested to fight his wife combat style, like old school Renaissance combat style. And I'm over here like, 
let's go. You know, I was totally on board with that. If ever I was put in that situation, let's go. I would be 100% on board with that. But I'm going to leave you guys with that. So think about it. Would you fight your spouse, your best friend, somebody you know? Would you take them to the arena and fight them combat style? Leave me a comment or leave me a message or something. Let me know what you guys think because I'm going to touch base with this next next podcast we do. I'm going to let Navia know about this because she doesn't even know. Um, whenever we do our podcasts, we don't always talk about all the things that we're going to talk about during the podcast. This is one of the things that I had brought up on my notes and I was going to tell her about and I didn't tell her yet. So when her and I record next week, It's going to be quite fun letting her know. But if you guys have any input on this, let me know. What would you do if you had to take your spouse or if you wanted to take your spouse or your loved one, your friend, your brother, your sister, your cousin into the combat ring and you had the opportunity to do that, would you do it? And how would you do it? Would you use a sword? (laughs) Would you use a knife, a gun, a baton? What would you use? What would be your weapon of choice? And, and why would you want to go combat style? What makes you and draws you towards that? Because a lot of people would sit there in court and they'd be civil about it. You know, they wouldn't think about it. This guy went one step further. I was like, claps for you, sir. You went there, which I thought was pretty neat because a lot of people wouldn't come out and just say, you know what? Here, let's go. You know, ask the lawyer. We want to go out and do this combat style. I wouldn't want to do the paperwork of, of you know, revolving around that issue. But, you know, what would you do? If you were in that situation, would you take your spouse, your friend, your cousin, or your whatever, would you take them into the ring and fight for something you wanted combat style? Think about that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate your ears. If you like this podcast, go listen to our last one. If you're new here, go check out our last podcast. That was, of course, our pilot episode. Um, We're going to continue recording content every single week. So you guys keep up, keep listening, and have a great week. Stay stay warm out there because this week's going to be pretty cold from what I understand. Be safe, and we will see you guys next week.